Hello and welcome to Turning Your Trash into Treasure. Join us every Monday as we uncover the gold you find when you get out of your own way. Hello, how's everybody doing today? Today we have Stephanie with us. Stephanie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see, where do I begin? Just turned 60. Um, and when you hit a new decade, you really start to re-examine everything that's going on. Uh, I am uh, a lot of things uh, besides a woman and a mother and a wife, soon to be a mother of the bride. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Very excited about that. Um, Currently, I work as an HR director. I've been there for almost 10 years. Um, And this past March, I actually launched a podcast, the Think something I was talking about for over two years and my kids got tired of hearing me talk about it, challenged me and I did it. And now that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So with that came um, a lot of growth, a lot of, wow, I can't believe I learned how to do all these things um, while still working full time. And I am really just looking I have some ideas of what else I want to do because um, I'm not done yet. So, um, but nothing is really clear. I have some very basic, broad ideas as to what I want my life to look like, uh, but no idea how to even begin. So hopefully that's where you come in. <laughs> <laughs> And what is your podcast about? So it's called Joy Found Here. And it's really just conversations about um, really how to be kind to ourselves. I think we, especially as women, we're just our toughest critics. We think that everything has to be so perfect. And yet we come into this world and we bring humans into this world with no instructions. Uh, And we are doing the best that we can. So it's really a lot of people's stories about how they, how they're doing and a little reminder of we need some grace and we need some really kind self-talk, especially when it comes to us. That's so awesome. So do you interview people or do you just talk about stories that you've heard over the years or? I don't tell. I, I have some stories, but uh, I do interview people. That's the platform. Um, and really, I mean, I've only started since I think we, we launched in April. So uh, basically, I've done really my warm inner circle because I know a lot of interesting people that have just either you know risen from the ashes to become the phoenixes that they are or just they everyone has a story so I've just been like so curious about whatever it is like let's talk because it resonates with someone right what is it about that well, what drew you to doing a podcast on that? Um, uh, I, I've always been interested in people. And I think it's very important that people want to be seen and heard. That is something that resonates with me. 
um, in in my field in HR, oh my goodness, you know, pull up a chair because you do hear everybody's story. Um, and again, you know, I'm a very compassionate person and I'm also a really good listener. And sometimes I don't know why it's easy for me to see um, how people are in their own way. It's easy that I can see it for others. And yet, what did I say earlier? So I find myself stuck a little, like I don't uh, apply what I say. If that and makes I, sense. Yes. Um, I think that that's pretty common for most people that they, mm-hmm. they think that everyone else has these abilities that they don't think that they have themselves. Every, everybody can mm-hmm. see what the other person can do, but sometimes it's hard to see what you can do. Um, the reason why I'm asking you these questions, the reason why I'm asking you these questions is to kind of get a, an idea of what it is that, that makes you passionate about this, because you said that you have some different ideas of different things that you could do. Do you, do you have a general idea of what they are or are you just like, I don't even know where to begin? I, I, yes, I do. I know, well, I, believe that one of the next things I want to do, and I've done a thousand things and, and, uh, and tried and worked at a thousand different uh, industries and positions in my career, but that now I'm ready. Um, I, I want to become a life coach in some way, shape or form. Um, and it's such a broad, it's such a broad industry. So I'm not sure if I want to just stay so broad or get a little niche. I'm not sure. What if, if there was no, no limits on it, what, who would be the perfect person that you could help? Like what is, what would, Um, what, what makes you excited? What, hmm. what kind of person would be like, oh my gosh, this just made me so happy to be able to work with this person. Because I'm at the, um, I've gone through the experience of raising kids into functioning adulthood. Um, it would probably be to, to moms and, and I didn't have social media, thankfully. Um, it's good and it's bad. And there's just, it's such a different animal in, in the way that kids are being raised and, and just how hard I think everyone is trying to make it appear perhaps that everything is so perfect in a picture and life doesn't have to be like that. It, it can be much, much easier, but we, you know, I, I see these people, they just don't give themselves, they don't cut themselves any slack and life's too short for that. I agree. Yeah, we always look at what's going on on this, the highlight reel of social media and wonder yeah. why our life's not like that. And it does make it a little bit harder when you look at it like that. Would you work with like newer moms or maybe ones that are um, maybe empty nesting or t- teenage years or where, where do you feel I mean- called? Oh, good. All oh, good. Good questions. Okay. So I would think, you know, as a empty nester, um, I, hmm, 
I don't know if I would want to like that's I kind of want to go with um, where can I I want to be like listen I've walked through that fire and it's really not as bad as you think it is it's almost like I, I do I probably would then want to be on on the on the newer moms because again you know when you're at that point, you think you are the only one going through what you're going through, or you are the only one whose child is doing this, or you know, not potty, tra- whatever it is, whatever ridiculous mm-hmm. pressure, you know, who sits on the judgy McJudger mountain, and you know, of who those they people are. Well, you know, they say that, it, you know, lighten up. It's it's let everybody just just live and enjoy it. So I, think I think that that, that uh, the young. <laughs> I, I think that that is an amazing thing because to have someone that has gone through it, uh, gone mm-hmm. through all of it to be able to look back and be like, hey, look, it's not mm-hmm. as bad as you think it is. I actually, it was funny it's- because my, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. And when my two-year, uh, my five-year-old was potty training, I had a mom tell me, I put a lot of pressure on myself for her to potty train. And I had a mom tell me, you know, there's never been a kid that went to to college without being potty trained. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. But we do put that pressure on ourselves. So I think that that's an amazing idea. Is there a certain, what else about the moms, the newer moms is attractive to you? You know, uh, and I and I wonder if um, so. A little backstory: um, My mother died when I was pregnant with my first daughter, so mm-hmm. I've been a daughter and a motherless mom. She's gone thirty-five years. That's a, how old my oldest is going to be. So I had a wonderful mother-in-law. Wonderful mother-in-law. Couldn't ask for better. But. I don't know if it was a, uh, you know, uh, and I don't like to use the word advantage, but I didn't have, I'll say, the extra judgment that perhaps a mother's opinion look sometimes, you know, like the, I didn't have that. So I basically kind of, I winged it, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't care what people said, but I didn't know any better either. So I would, people are very generous with their opinions. They can be. Um, and I'm, I always just kind of nod my head and I say duly noted. Thank you for that. Um, what I do want to mutter perhaps sometimes under my breath is mind your own business. But um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for your <laughs> input. Um, so, you know, imag- I can't even imagine getting that not only from, you know, uh, uh, your circle of mom friends, but then on social media too, because of all the mom groups that people are in. And, and it's so easy to type the words and, and it doesn't have, to, um, it's not that hard. It doesn't have to be that hard, but we put that extra, extra pressure on it. You don't get an extra star. You don't get an extra check off. Your kids are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, when I first had my daughter, I lived in like a bigger city. And then when I had my mm-hmm. son, I moved out a little bit from the city. And I really mm-hmm. felt like there was more judgment when I was in the city area than where I'm at now mm-hmm. from other moms. Yeah. 
And a lot of that is everybody's, and they won't admit it, I mean, we all have so many layers to our onion, but a lot of that is their insecurity. Mm-hmm. It, it truly is. And, you know, again, put on, put on that good, happy face, but you never really know what happens behind those closed doors. And people are just so afraid, I guess, to be real. You know, not that any given day with little ones, I mean, yes, is there laundry to be folded, put away, whatever it is, whatever the schedule is. And, and you know, we as women need to just help each other out, back each other up, fix each other's crowns instead of trying to knock them down so we could look better. Right. So if you could help these women or these new moms... Mm-hmm. How would that look to you? Um, would you one-on-one I, with them? Would you group coach yeah. them? How, how would that look to you? I think maybe uh, a group coaching would make a little sense because I think there's power in numbers. And I also think that people want and need to be validated and when you when you talk out loud now again i've i've walked the walk but that was a thousand years ago you know the ipod had just come out like when my daughter was in high school um <laughs> so yeah you know there was tv that the tv was still the babysitter type thing uh not not the screen time that we didn't even have those words so I want to say a group because then I think I could hear more of the the struggle, which it'll have just different words and, and it may appear differently. But again, the underlying to all of that is, you know, fear of judgment, insecurity. Someone is telling me I'm doing something wrong. How do we know that how they're doing it is right? So I think in a group when you hear that other people are sharing that, oh, the potty training thing. I had three kids. They all potty trained very differently. Oldest one in a week, go me. I thought I could walk on water. Kid never <laughs> had an accident. I didn't, we didn't have the nighttime, the pull-ups. They weren't even made yet. Like, no, you're going in big girl panties and that's it. And that was it. Second daughter could care less could care less I'm like oh dear lord she is not going to be potty trained by the time this kid goes to kindergarten had no interest finally yes she did and before she went to kindergarten that was fine and then you have a boy and that's a whole other (laughs) ball of wax and thank (laughs) god for daycare they they did it so you know kids are different and approaches are different and I think in a group when you have perhaps, you know, mothers that might have all similar aged kids or what have you, you're going to hear that even though you think you're the only one having that problem, you're not alone. And that's the most I, important thing out there. Yeah, I agree with that. So if, if you, in, in a perfect world, if you could work with new moms in a group session or in a group coaching, Mm-hmm. It, how, how would that look to you? Like, would it be just like an open forum for you guys to talk about things that are coming up? Would you have like a weekly theme that you would talk about or, or have mm-hmm. you thought that much about it? 
I haven't, this is the first time I'm even saying who I would be talking to. So I have not thought about it. What I would probably. Um, and and just a- think, this is none of, none of this is set in stone, but just to start like mm-hmm. creative juices flowing is. is- yeah, yeah. But um, I'm just so interested that I'm even saying what I'm saying, because it really (laughs) I haven't I've stayed so general like, oh, yeah, I want a life coach. And but I don't know really what that looks like. And now suddenly I'm seeing what that looks like. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to say it would probably be something weekly um, for a set time. Um, I I've had in 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 my time i've done a lot of weekly um group sessions of of just different things i wanted to learn you're with the same group eventually you earn you know you learn and earn trust you it needs to be some something that where it's a really safe place where you know people could get real and they could get honest and that's what i'm that's what i would want to achieve um, and maybe it would be, I don't know, start out as a six or an eight week something just to, you know, let every, again, remind everybody that you deserve a little bit of a round of applause, take it easy on yourself and yes, do things guilt free, you know, I think, and I'm not, and I just, from what I see so many people have to be at the children's beck and call for 24 hours a day and I have to be there for them. Guess what? They're going to survive. They have, Mm -hmm. they will. And more importantly, what are you showing? That's a tall order for when they go out into the world versus if they know that this is mom's special time, she's going to take an hour for herself. She's going to take 40 minutes. She's, she goes out every Tuesday or she, you know, closes the door and and the babysitter comes over for an hour every Tuesday. They get that after the second week that they're, Mm -hmm. that you're teaching them that you are the priority, but every, everybody needs to be their own priority. It's not as though the kids are going without a meal. They're not going unbathed. Everything still happens, but you just, have to take care of you first. Right. You, you're going to not be able to take care of them as well as you would like to. Correct. You're no, you're, you're, I'm a big, and I, and that lesson came to me, oh, so late in my forties. So I want to really save people some years of you don't have to, you don't have to get to the point where you're so on empty and you're just like, okay, who am I? Um, mm-hmm. I used to have a name, but somebody's mom. And it's what, believe me, the only thing I ever wanted in life was to be a mother. Couldn't be happier. But I still started out as someone's daughter. I still started out as, as a woman and I'm someone's wife and I happen to be, you know, it just so happens it's one of a thousand roles that we are but it's not the only thing I am. Right. And when the kids leave, if your life Mm -hmm. is revolved around them, then you don't know who you are and you've lost your identity all of a sudden. Correct. You wake up and, and you look in the mirror and just be like, you know, what, what happened here? So it doesn't have to be that there can be a very happy compromise where, and it, and it's a great lesson in self-care. I agree. 
So you say that a, uh, a six to eight week thing to start out. So would you want to market that mm-hmm. to like moms that are just having babies or ones that have had that have like maybe six month old or a year old or ones that are pregnant, maybe that that are, are due any time? Uh-huh. Uh, also, okay, good question. So, oh boy, uh, I want to say I'm thinking maybe at least a six month old, and I say that because post birth, postpartum, you're it's such a roller coaster, it's such a, an, an adjustment, and you know, to not to be in in a, wait a minute, let me take an hour out. Meanwhile, in two more hours, I have to feed my, my infant who, you know, is going to be hungry again. That's not, it's not on the horizon. Mm-hmm. You know, I, um, and even six months might be, might be a little, um, yeah, maybe six to nine months, uh, at least, you know, I don't know if I would put in, you know, just a new mom and who's yeah. ever read. Well, these are just, might be, they- yeah things to think about so that that way you can kind of figure out how you get it, who you think, who you think it could benefit the best. And the whole time you're talking about this, like a membership platform is what keeps coming to my mind. Something where something where they could come and they could sign up and they could come to these weekly meetings and it can last as long as they need it to. They could come at six months and stay until the kid's five years old or however, however you decide to do that. And you can mm. break that up into ages or however. I mean, I just, I, like I just, that a lot. oh, yes. Yeah. From like, I, from yeah. birth to five years old, there's mm-hmm. so much stuff that mm-hmm. goes on. That you're just like, oh my gosh, to have support on that is. Yeah, I love that idea. And and especially again, you know, with, with when you have more than one, so you have your oldest, which, uh, you know, I call definitely, she was my sacrificial, Mm -hmm. you know, we made all the takes on her. Granted, she was the only child for so long, uh, but we also tried everything out. You know, some worked, some didn't. Mm -hmm. I knew my parenting style was going to be very different from the way I was raised. Um, And and a little side note, what was really interesting is I've interviewed uh, two of my kids for the podcast so far. And um, I just had had my son on for a Father's Day episode because I just wanted to really hear his take on like, so how was it, you know, how did we do type thing? He just turned 25 mm-hmm. and it was really interesting to hear. He's like, well, you know, remember I was the youngest and there's seven and 10 years between him and his sisters. And, you know, he's like, you guys gave me a lot of freedom. You gave me a lot of, you know, I'm like, well, we were older and tired. That's why. Um, <laughs> so it's really, interesting to hear everybody's take on like you know hey where did we where did we mess up you know or Mm -hmm. did we do anything right can we and and um so it's it's a nice little reflection on that I'm sorry I I did that but the membership thing I love that idea um a lot Mm -hmm. I like that 
like my my mind is just now spinning spinning you know I want to say something you just now mentioned about your son and how Mm -hmm. he's talking about how lenient you were I Mm -hmm. had my daughter when I was 34 and I wanted to have Mm -hmm. kids was younger like I just knew with everything in me that I was going to have my kids when I was young that's just what was going to happen and it didn't and I always regretted it until I had her and then when I had her I realized how much of a better parent I was at that age than I would have been if I would have had her younger so 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 I had my two girls in my 20s my goal growing up and when and we married young and I was like, I'm going to have my kids before I was 30, before I was 30, before I was 30. And that was my mark. I had two kids. I was fine. I was great. Um, I came home from a trip with a wonderful souvenir. Seven years later, there's my son. <laughs> I was 34 going on 35. I was very upset that they wrote advanced medical age on my file. I took that highly insulting I'm like but wait I'm only you know what but because we were older uh yes did I have two and we also knew how fast it went mm-hmm. and believe me and I always say anyone who walked into my house or you know if you were going to talk about me at my um memorial service they would never say wow she kept a clean house because it wasn't I sat and I played with him and anytime he wanted to do something when he was little stopped what I was doing and I did I because I knew at the time how precious that time was mm-hmm. and nothing else was important and but so, you get that when you're older yeah I agree so that being said would you market this mm-hmm. to any certain type of age mom, like older uh, women that are in their thirties versus their twenties or just everyone. Uh, It's so niche. I like it though. I do like it because (laughs) I was on the boat and I know this is great. So only because I, I experienced both and really knew the difference as, as you get older, but at the same time, I'm thinking the younger ones, because that's all of the unknown and that's when you know we want the lives and everything to be as perfect as the Pinterest and that's where a lot of the insecurity comes so I want to then say the younger younger moms I don't know if I would really put an age on on it but maybe first time moms I think that part is important oh yeah Remember, I always I make the joke that yeah, I had gotten like this fancy ice cube tray and it came with directions in five languages. Uh, and again, we bring in, you know, humans into the world with nothing. Here you go. Just no languages, no, no page one, no easy start. You just got to figure it out. And you can really, you know, get lost with a lot of noise from everybody who has an opinion. Mm-hmm. And you know, <clears throat> I, I, this is just something that I'm throwing out there. Mm-hmm. Moms, first time moms or just moms in general that mm-hmm. don't have a mom yep. or that support system mm-hmm. is, is an amazing idea too, because yeah, 
You're right. Uh, yeah, you've I, you've been in that that too, yeah. and you can help them in that area. Yeah. And and it's so and it's not it's so funny. Um, I never thought of any of that obviously until I was older, and and going through not while I was going through it. And um, my my mother died when I was 24. So when I was in my 30s, I read this book, and I think it's by Hope Edelman. And it was called Motherless Daughters, and it was a wonderful book. Like she, you know, took the words right out of my mouth, and it really helped me heal. Um, and then I really didn't give it much thought after that, because like I said, I had a wonderful mother-in-law who was instrumental in my kid's life and our life. And, but as I was getting older, I, I find out that the same woman wrote a book, a sequel, I want to say, that was called Motherless Mothers. And I was just like, oh my God, I was a motherless mother and didn't realize it. Um, so yeah, that is... I remember what I said. I was like, I don't know if I want to get niche. Uh, maybe I do. <laughs> Hello, niche. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. You know, wow, that's great. The thing about being being a coach is mm -hmm. that your life experience yeah. can help people, other people's life experiences going through the same thing or the growing going through something similar. Sure. Because they can relate to you and you can relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh my goodness. I, I, when I get excited, I'll start to sing and, um, I'm really <laughs> this right now. I'm like, yes. Sing for us. Sing yes. for us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is wonderful. Okay. <laughs> wow. So we got you a program. <laughs> you got me more than a program. You'll get scholarship too, Amy. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> yes, it's not only a program. It is a membership. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That is, I can't tell you how exciting just the, I'm going to have this weekend just to think about this and start to give birth to this baby, literally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's oh exciting. It's so exciting. That is, is. Is there any um, other part of it that that you feel like unsure or on or kind of stuck about? So um, I opened with um, sixty years old. So, but it, in launching a podcast, um, I was able to get through the technology. I took a course, so I was able to learn the different platforms that they were using. And I can't like, I'm always just so proud of myself. Um, cause I'm the, you know, we still ask the kids like, what do we have to do with this? You know, here, just set this up type thing. So, mm -hmm. you know, the whole, um, mechanics of doing a digital course, I know some of it cause I followed a lot of people. Um, uh, um, because it's something that I knew I wanted to do and I know I want to do. And I see myself um, in my next phase of, uh, you know, I always call it my next phase of life, um, doing that, just sitting, creating. And, but I just didn't want to like make courses and put it out there and, you know, people buy it and isn't that wonderful. That's not really what, you know, I'm, I'm more, I need the people connection mm -hmm. and, and I really want to, again, hear their stories and, and let them know it's going to be okay. 
Right. I'm, I'm right there with you. Cause <clears throat> like I have group programs, but like mm-hmm. one-on-one where I can sit and talk with people like mm-hmm. me and you are doing, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is what gives me life. Yeah. So I, I totally get that. You're very good at it, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> very like questions that because you know I'm sure I just came in like like uh, like a, a fly just you know circling around and then you're like wait a minute but what and I'm like oh she's I really have to think about that and and that's what you need to hear as opposed yeah. to have this idea yeah no it sounds good I don't know how to do it um, now wow I okay all right. Hmm. You have a concept. I have, I have more than a con. I'm telling you, my my head right now <laughs> is spinning in a good way, in a very good way, and um, yeah, oh, so excited. So, uh, okay. so you were talking about you you led with your age, and mm-hmm. are you worried about technology, like working with social media and things, or no? I try to, um, I, I do, you know, as much as I, I was not speaking highly of social media earlier, as far as like, you know, the pressure of what it brings, uh, I embrace it. I like it. Um, I do post things every day and it, it, interesting enough, I had started, um, working out at the gym, gosh, more than like six years ago. And I'd have to go early in the morning because I have to leave for work early because I have an hour commute. So I I would go with my neighbor and we would go at like 4.30 in the morning, a quarter to five. And my daughter would go to the gym early and she would always like, I guess, pin or post or one of those things. And you'd know she's at the gym. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to do what she does. So I start doing that and talking about my workout. And so many people like who knew with like, comment on it or if I saw them they're like wow I can't believe you're at the gym that early I'm like huh can't believe you're really reading my post type thing (laughs) you know I go to my high school reunion and so many people oh my goodness you're so I'm 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 all about I love inspiration I you know like the simple things in life when if I sit out quietly in the morning and meditate on the porch I love the sound of the birds I need a sunset a sunrise. There are so many miracles that happen throughout the day that I I take in and then I share it because everyone sometimes is a little too busy to look past the clouds. But hey, look for the rainbow. Uh, we just had a storm blow through, and you know, thunder, lightning, great. Oh, the sun's coming out over there, and my kids still to this day will all run outside. I'm like, did you see it? It's got to be here somewhere. Where is that rainbow? <laughs> so you know, sometimes it's you just don't know what a little smile or what a little glimmer of hope will give to people, and that's what I like to give. So I'm not afraid of social media. I know that there are many moving parts to. Um, the actual construction of, I'll say, a digital business and or the membership. And that's the part that I just have to, um, again, carve more time. I have the same 24 hours as everybody does. I still wake up at four in the morning to work out to this way, I because I still meditate. I still journal. I do a lot of things before I leave for work. Um, but that's my time. That's awesome. That's but awesome. Time, you know. 
that's just how my schedule works now. Mm-hmm. When I when I had kids home, that was my time was then nighttime after they went to bed. But then, you know, so it just, you know, as things change and evolve, as as the kids get older and as you get a little older, but, um, you know, we all have the same the same amount of time. It's just a choice as to what we want to do with it. Right. Yeah. I started getting up at five mm-hmm. about a year and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at first I always made an excuse. Oh, my kids are little and mm-hmm. I don't know when they're going to wake up. So I can't mm-hmm. get up early. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that's the silliest thing ever. And I love that time by myself. Yep. I get two yep. hours by myself to yep. drink hot coffee while they're still perfect. sleeping. And no one's <laughs> calling your name. And right. You can just you can catch up on work. You can just maybe see that sunrise. Watch what whatever you can. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, it's it's just such a treat just to carve it out for yourself. But I'm sure you didn't start like I don't know what time you would wake up. Like I didn't just like boom set the clock for four o'clock and then I was up. No, I started going to bed a little earlier. I stopped watching TV during the week. I then would like, ooh, four o'clock's aggressive. Let's try, you know, 4.30. Then a week later, let's try 4.25. And I gradually got my way to 4 a.m. And there's, believe me, there's a snooze on there. So sometimes it is 4.30. But I still don't watch TV during the week. And I protect my sleep. And I usually make sure I get at least eight or nine hours of sleep because of how early I do wake up. Mm -hmm. That's good. And, you know, I think that moms hearing that Mm -hmm. is when I first had my daughter, I was like, oh, no, that's no way that that can happen for me. Mm -hmm. But I think that to hear someone else that's gone through it and is doing it, Mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's going to be amazing and so helpful for them. Oh, I'm so excited. I Me too. Oh, yeah, this is, oh my we, God. We are going to have to keep in touch so I can oh. hear how this progresses. Oh, I'm so excited for you will. too. Thank you. <laughs> no, we, definitely we will. And uh, yeah, it's... I, I almost it. want you to say, tell me a date when you're going to have this launch. <laughs> you know what? Here's what I'll do. Um, this is okay. So my daughter is getting mad and everything now, right now, uh, every, my world is revolving around September 18th, which is my daughter's wedding day. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that um, I think November 1st is a really nice date. That's my son's birthday. I think ah, that's an excellent date. Also says, <laughs> wonderful. What is his name? Tristano. Tristano. Oh, what a gorgeous name. Very Thank you. Nice. <laughs> and that's his okay so i said it out loud okay. yep november 1st it's out in the universe i'm so excited for you stephanie it, this has been i gotta just say um unexpectedly wonderful i had no idea i thought i yeah i i thought it would be good it was really 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 good and i thank you you're welcome is there anything else you'd like to say or ask before we finish up today? Oh, good gosh. Uh, no, you know, I just, uh, I really liked your pointed specific questions. And what made it easy was when you led with, 
in a perfect world, once that curtain is down of guaranteed no failure in a perfect world, anything is possible. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful day and I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in today. If you love this episode of Turning Your Trash into Treasure, head over to Anchor, Spotify, or Google Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you for listening and your reviews. Until next time.